0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome stand to Text Talk. For the Lord, Gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Happy Friday, Edwin. Happy Friday, Andrew. Closing out this first full week of July, July 7th, the year of our Lord, 2023. That is what is on the equipment. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, we've been looking at this wonderful regal or royal psalm at 97 all week. Yes. And now we're going to be talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on this Friday. It
1: is always Good Friday on Text Talk. We strive to find Jesus in each of the psalms, and he is here. He is here. I know he's here, and I want to talk about that. I'm going to tell you, it is probably going to get a little bit technical what I want to share with you, Andrew. I'd like to walk you through something.
0: Well, I enjoy a good walk. So can and, I ask uh, you to read today? And listening to the podcast while I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be reading Psalm 97 today, reading from the New American Standard Version. Psalm 97. The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many islands be glad. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and burns up his adversaries round about. His lightnings lit up the world, the earth saw and trembled. The mountains melted like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens declare his righteousness, and all the peoples have seen his glory. Let all those be ashamed who serve graven images, who boast themselves of idols. Worship him, all you gods. Zion heard this and was glad, and the daughters of Judah have rejoiced because of your judgments, O Lord. For you are the Lord most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Hate evil, you who love the Lord, who preserve the souls of his godly ones. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Light is sown like seed for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. Be glad in the Lord, you righteous ones, and give thanks
1: to his holy name. I want to talk about where Jesus is in this psalm, but what in order to do that we actually have to go over to Hebrews
0: well you know thankfully we get a we get a uh, a lead this week because a portion of
1: this psalm is quoted in the book of Hebrews it's quoted in the book of Hebrews yeah so let me just make a comment about Bible study right now you know we often say keep studying your Bible because you find new things when you go through it again and again and again and again yes because I remember uh last year, we actually read Hebrews and we studied through Hebrews on text talk a lot. And I want to share something with you that I completely missed then. I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't see it. We're still learning. But as I'm studying Psalm 97 and I think about Hebrews one. I'm picking up something, okay. and I just want to share. So we're going to go to Hebrews 1 and verse 6. I'll read that first and then maybe the the context around it. In Hebrews 1 and verse 6, again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. There's a couple things here. One, I think part of the reason I missed this is because in my Bible there's a footnote and says that it's actually a quote from Deuteronomy 32, 43, the Septuagint Translation. When we get to Deuteronomy 32, 43. You know, if you read it in the New King James and the King James, they don't even have this statement in there at all, anything uh-huh. like it. Because they're following the Masoretic text. They're following the Masoretic text. Some of the newer translations, like the ESV, have gone ahead and added in a line that you get from the Septuagint. And in fact, I will say in my New King James,
0: there was a footnote about this that had the line that said it was found in the Dead Sea Scrolls
1: as well as the Septuagint. So, so a manuscriptal evidence for some of the Old Testament, even in the Hebrew writing in the Dead Sea Scrolls, says there is a statement but now even in the Hebrew it's worship him all you gods mm-hmm. Elohim. Elohim okay but in the Septuagint both in Deuteronomy 32:43 and Psalm 97 and verse 7 it's worship him all angels. angels so that's the greek translation so it looks like the hebrew writer was using the septuagint the, the writer of the Hebrews letter, yes. Correct. Yeah, not not Sorry the writer that. of the old he, no, Hebrew no, scriptures, yeah, but the writer should, of clarify. our letter to the Hebrews was using the Septuagint interpretation yes. and translation. So it's possible that he's quoting Deuteronomy thirty-two forty-three there from the Septuagint. The thing is, though, notice what he says. When he brings the firstborn into the world, he says this. So there's something we're supposed to be finding in the text that's about mm-hmm. this is being said to the firstborn when the firstborn comes in the world. You can read Deuteronomy 32 all day long. I cannot find anything in there that would remotely connect us to the firstborn. But when I read Hebrews, this letter, mm-hmm. and then I go back to Psalm 97, what I, I, I discover something that to me is fascinating. So here's the point, Andrew. I'm just going to throw this out. And I know for all of our listeners who are driving and commuting, I'm just going to say, you probably want to put a pin in this, come back to it when you're sitting at your table and you can open your Bible up, but I'm going to talk about it and hopefully it'll be beneficial and helpful. When the new Testament quotes old Testament, sometimes it's just quoting the line. Mm -hmm. Here's a line. I'm pulling it out. It applies to this situation. That's all I'm talking about. Yep. Sometimes when the new Testament quotes the old Testament, it's quoting a context. Here's the line, but I'm actually drawing your, uh, your mind to the greater context surrounding yeah. it, go back to that passage, read the whole passage Look at that and account. figure out what's going on here. But there's another thing that happens and this one we're not really used to. Those other two make a lot of sense to us, mm-hmm. but I believe what's happening here in Hebrews is he's not simply drawing out a line and saying this line applies, nor is he simply drawing out here's the surrounding context of the line and its original place but he's going to talk to us about a web of thought and teaching throughout the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard some people talk about it as hyperlinks okay. or you might talk about it like a chain link. Here are things, you know, those old sermons that people used to talk about the scarlet thread running yes. through the Old Testament. That was yeah. really what they were pointing out as they went yeah. back and found blood in so many places. There was a realization that here was a theme that, and and when you quoted one statement in that theme you're actually bringing the whole theme to mind mm-hmm. okay so it's that kind of thing so we have seen this kind of thing before yes. and even heard sermons that are similar well that's what our hebrew author is doing and he even does it in this passage in hebrews chapter 1 because he chain links together he hyperlinks together some passages
0: he does and so
1: for sake of time i just want to start in hebrews chapter 1 verse 5 so now he's comparing angels to the messiah to the son to jesus for to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you? We well, said that in Psalm 2 and verse 7. Mm-hmm. Or again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Now, that's found in 2 Samuel 7 and verse 14, okay. when God makes the covenant with David and talks about Solomon mm-hmm. and the descendants. Right. Okay? Then he says and again when he brings the firstborn into the world he says let all god's angels worship him our hebrew author is giving us a web a chain link a series of hyperlinks passages that the our hebrew author the author to the of the letter to the hebrews recognizes we are supposed to see a theme that draws out from a lot of different passages this concept about the firstborn mm-hmm. the son of god the Messiah. The begotten. So in Psalm two, when mm-hmm. it's, when it's God, who's saying the King is my son. Oh, I'm supposed to see that's, that's the Messiah. Yeah. In second Samuel seven and 14, when he says he shall be to me a son and I'll be to him a father. I'm supposed to realize that's not just about Solomon. That's actually about the Messiah. That's, yeah. that's got an yeah. ultimate look towards the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And then when I see in Psalm 97 and verse seven, let all God's angels worship him. I'm actually supposed to see that is also about the Messiah. But I go back to Psalm 97, and I don't see anything about firstborn. Hmm. And so I'm struggling to try to figure out how can the, how can the, he, the author to Hebrews m- make that a part of the chain link? Here's how I think he does it. Do you remember when we were studying Psalm 89? When we were studying Psalm 89, we highlighted, and anybody can go back and listen to those episodes, look at the blog posts on the Give Attention to Reading blog. In Psalm 89, we highlighted that a significant portion of Psalm 89 was actually anchored in the covenant of 2 Samuel 7. Mm
0: -hmm. And Mm -hmm. as we
1: did that, we highlighted that what 2 Samuel 7 says in limited terms, Psalm 89 expands Mm -hmm. as it's trying to point out that it's even much grander as appointed to the Messiah, the true son of David. And one of the places where we pointed that out is that in 2 Samuel 7 and verse 14, all it said was, I shall be to him a father, he shall be to me a son, which that's the line that our Hebrews author brings out.
0: Mm -hmm. When
1: we go to Psalm 89 and verse 26, though, he shall cry to me, you are my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. That was the passage we highlighted on the Good Friday of Psalm 89 week. But notice what's in the next verse. Verse 27. And I, yeah, go ahead, yeah. what is your also
0: I will make him my firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth.
1: So second Samuel 714, when read through the lens of Psalm 89, we realize is talking about the ultimate king who becomes what the firstborn firstborn, which is what our Hebrews author yeah. calls to mind. How does he connect the two together? Now, here's where it's really powerful to me and, and what we would miss because we don't often think like this. The latter half of verse 27 says, He is the what? He is the highest of the kings of the earth. That word is the word El Yon, mm-hmm. which almost every other place we find it is most high. Most high. So, back when Abraham meets Melchizedek, who is mm-hmm. the priest of El El Yon, mm-hmm. God, God most, most high. high.
0: Yeah.
1: El Yon is found 22 times in the Psalms. 21 times it refers directly to God as the most high. And then we have Psalm 89 and verse 27. And the most high is the firstborn. Mm -hmm. The most Mm -hmm. high who becomes the most high of the kings of the earth. And he is the firstborn. Now let's turn to Psalm 97 and see the link. Because what we have in Psalm 97 and verse 9. For you, O Lord, are most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods, which yes. is a verse parallel to the one we've actually highlighted in verse 7. All worshippers of images are put to shame, who make their boast in worthless idols, worship him all you gods. Again, our Hebrew author is quoting from the Septuagint here, which says, Worship him all you angels. angels. Psalm what, ninety-seven, verse seven. But what's the connection? Mm-hmm. In Psalm eighty-nine which is connected to 2 Samuel seven fourteen, the son of God
0: mm-hmm.
1: who cries out, my father, my rock, my salvation. He is the firstborn mm-hmm. and he is the highest most high, the, the highest. And then we come to Psalm 97 and we find out that the most high over all the earth who is exalted above all gods, what are the angels supposed to do? The angels are supposed to worship him, worship him. God, uh, Jesus, the Messiah, the son is distinct from the angels. He is greater than the angels. And so now I come back to Psalm 97 and I'm ready to find Jesus. And what I find out is an amazing contrast. I find out that the most high who is the firstborn, the most high of Psalm 89, who is Mm -hmm. the son of the father, who will cry out to the father, you are my father, my God, my rock, whom God looks down to and says, you are my son in whom I am well-pleased. What exactly is he? He is the most high. Mm -hmm. He is the Lord most high. He is God most high. And when I piece all of this together, I discover the contrast, and I've I've really worked hard not to bring in these worthless idols all week long because I know we we keep talking about them. (laughs) Yeah. But here's what we need to understand about idols. In that ancient time, those statues, Mm -hmm. people weren't stupid. They didn't actually think those statues were really the God. Those statues were the image of God yeah the 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 idea of the idolatry is that they were the
0: vessels of these gods yes
1: demons
0: yes and so when they would offer their sacrifices or their charms the idea was to try to bring that demon there to the image so that they could then barter with it or
1: worship with it or please it but it was a vessel to contain that demon for a time and so having heard that we might remember that when Paul wrote to the Colossians he said that In Jesus, the fullness of God dwelt in bodily form. He is the perfect image bearer of God, the perfect representation, because he is, in fact, God himself. He is the most high. Well, now let's go back to Hebrews 1 and remember how that whole letter started, that whole sermon there. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. Who is he? He is the perfect image bearer mm-hmm. of God He, because he is God in the flesh. Yeah. He is what all humankind was, was supposed to be, the perfect image bearer. But that's that. instead of us doing it, mm-hmm. we messed it up. So mm-hmm. God came into the world in the person of the Son, Jesus yes. Christ, the Messiah. And what he says to the firstborn is all the angels need to worship him, everybody else. And, and whether we want to get caught up in that word Elohim in the Hebrew, or we're going to stick with Angelos in the Greek, everything else, there is every other created being, Mm-hmm. Let me Visible just say. And let me say it this way: Every created being, because yeah. Jesus, God the Son, is not created. Every created being, angelos even if you can supply the word Elohim to it, is supposed to worship Jesus. Yes. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to worship Jesus. Worship Jesus because He is God Most High. Mm-hmm. He is the Lord. He is this one that we're talking about in Psalm ninety-seven. The world can rejoice righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. He is coming to judge fire will come before him. We need to bow our knee before King Jesus. He is God most high. He is Lord most high and we need to worship him and he will deliver us. Mm -hmm. I wish we could talk more about it, but we've actually already gone like three minutes over. So Love to hear some emails. Uh, If you think I'm way off base, please go ahead and shoot an email in. Uh, If you think uh, that, hey, we're moving in the right direction on that, love to hear from you on that too. If you're learning something completely different, we'd love to hear from you. We're gonna be worshiping God with our brothers and sisters on Sunday. We'd love for you to be here. You can go to uh, christiansmeethere.org. You can learn all the details about that. Uh, You can email us at text talk at christiansmeethere.org. I think it's time for us to wrap up this week. Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for your word.
0: I'm so grateful for this time of of Bible study as we begin to perceive again how throughout the ages and in your scriptures, you were speaking to us about Jesus Christ, about our Lord and our Savior, about the firstborn and the highest. Father, we praise you. We praise the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to serve and bring honor to you. Father, to love what you love, hate what you hate, and trust in your deliverance. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
1: Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes.